is happening is that uh, within the party, we are trying to figure out how to proceed. Didn't want to didn't want to react hastily right after the election. Took the time. Had uh, two uh, meetings of the presidency in person in person, and then we had one actually couple via Zoom. The bottom line is that we decided to take the following actions. Uh, we will continue, and I've already said that, the principles of the coalition, but within the political party, Platform for Progress, and if others want to join Platform for Progress, that is fine. Uh, several members of the presidency decided to uh, resign to offer their resignation, recognizing their uh, um, their responsibility in part for the election results. Well, some of them actually um, had a heavy dose of burnout, um, and uh, others thought that, for example, our young members, representatives of the youth, of the young people, were young members of Platform for Progress. They basically said we haven't accomplished the goal of establishing a uh, an association of youth, young uh, platform for progress members. They felt uh, responsible for that. They, they would like to offer their place, place to somebody else. Uh, then we talked about all of this and said, listen, there are so many things we need to work on. Um, we realized that our bylaws are so democratic and so um, open and flexible and advanced that they are simply not well a good fit for the current conditions of the society in Bosnia Herzegovina and our political situation. That we need to that that's maybe those are the bylaws for maybe 10-15 years from now and the party that is strong and has a and it's large and has a, a organization throughout uh, Bosnia-Herzegovina and the world and a large number of members. Right now, it is a burden to all of us. It's preventing us to, to act efficiently. So the bylaws would need to uh, change. Our organizational structure needs to change because um, we have these regions that cross entity lines on one hand, but on the other, the election law does not recognize that. So we often have a problem where um, one canton um, is in our organization in one region, but according to the election law in Bosnia Herzegovina, is in the canton that's in another region. And so those two have to work together to come up with a list of candidates, and they just couldn't. So we realized that becomes a burden to us, and people don't know how to react. Too much of negotiations, too many negotiations would have to take place for something to, uh, to work really well. So there is a realization that we need to restructure the way that we are territorially, organizationally set up.
uh, and uh, also many teams need to be reshuffled because of the uneven contribution of their members. So we basically said uh, all the teams are defunct now, committees, commissions, let's start over. We set the date for the Congress, uh, it's going to be December the 10th. Hmm. Uh, we are now um, finishing the list of delegates, checking the list of delegates. So in the meantime, some of them left, some of them didn't pay the their membership fee, which has to be paid for them to be uh, delegates for the Congress, setting up their delegates' base, uh, we writing all the reports, uh, defining the agenda that will allow them to vote on many things. Uh, for example, uh, the presidency gave it uh, basically resigned or offered their resignation. Then the Congress will have to accept it or not partially co collectively, which sets off another set of elections. But if you change the bylaws, then those elections will be according to the new bylaws. So we will have to, within probably three months from December 10th, or perhaps in March, have a um, uh, election congress that's extraordinary, not the regular congress that's in November, that will have to consider the adoption of the new set of bylaws that will go through the public discussion, membership discussion, um, and then according to the set of bylaws on that congress, set up congress decide on the new slate of uh, members of the presidency, what it's going to look like given the new organizational structure, given what we know thus far, what hasn't, what worked, what hasn't worked. This gives us a chance really to to move forward and then spend the next year and a half getting ready for the local elections. I'll come up with the financial plan to cover the, the minus, the debt that we have, that we had to take because of the elections, because we couldn't, from the delegates, from the membership, we couldn't, not from the delegates, from the candidates, we couldn't collect what we hoped that they would uh, contribute uh, toward the campaign. So we had to borrow money and we're devising a plan to uh, repay that money and then continue uh, normally until the um, elections in 2022. Uh, we have also, um, we have to come up with a slate of best slate of candidates for the um, human resources um, um, office that is crucial because they are the ones who recommend candidates for various positions and and to set, help set the criteria and so on. Uh, so, uh, this Congress will be quite eventful and I'm looking forward to it. Um, it's not that we're going to introduce changes then on that day, but we will start the changes, give it the deadline of three months and get out of it. The good thing is that we don't have uh, 
many defections through people leaving. People realize that there is a silver lining here. We still got uh, 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 30,000 votes in Federation, 40,000 votes in Republican Republic of Sosko, 40,000 people who, despite all of this propaganda um, around, let's defeat the nationalists, let's get all behind one candidate, uh, didn't buy that and basically said, we want to get out of it, we need something completely different. So we recognize that we have a base, that the, the, that the core of the base, the base is larger, they just voted against the nationalists for a candidate that um, has a chance to succeed because 11, to win because 11 parties backed him up. But at the same time, we recognize that there is a base of people who are basically saying this is not going to work. These people are the same as the other ones. There will not be advancement. Um, we need something completely different. Uh, went to Bihać, northwest Bosnia, <coughs> to talk to our people there. <coughs> Excuse me. Yesterday I went to um, Banja Luka to talk to people that our organization is Republika Srpska. Uh, they all fired up. They all recognize what happened, but also appreciate the fact that this will give us a chance to restructure that uh, introduce the organization that can actually win. Given all our experiences, given the fact that um, the bylaws that we established uh, just give a chance to those who just want to advance their career rather than take a assumed responsibility for the organization uh, to clean up our ranks. And you don't do that without an extraordinary situation. This is it. So um, we're also recognizing who has the heart to succeed, who truly believes in this idea. And that's going to be the best value of this. So if we can uh, put together um, the bylaws that will allow us to really be flexible and uh, to be efficient, then we can move forward according to that, find the best people, give them the, the rights, but also the responsibility. Uh, responsibility, but uh, uh, to I mean, they have to have the tools to succeed, but also they have to be held responsible for the results. And we need to establish that system. So I'm actually really pumped up that in terms of where we are landing after all these discussions, that um, the core base of voters is there, the core base of our members and activists is there, we have something to work with. We just need to give them the right set of tools to succeed. That is a good thing. Also, the good thing is that um, there's a lot of negotiation at the level of cantons and federation and um, the country in terms of who will form the government. So many compromises will be made that will, in the end, show how ineffective the system is and feels that we just need to sit and wait so that people can see in the end what principless coalition and political behavior can produce. Um, in one way, on the one hand, 
yes, I would like to be a part of the conversation, trying to move them in the right direction. On the other, based on what I see from the news reports, if we were with them, they would have just moved us around or pushed us around the way they want to. We would have to accept their terms, and that wouldn't do much good to us. Uh, most of them, or all of them, accept that. The bigger, uh, they just want to be at the table, big parties define what's going to happen, how it's going to be happening. Smaller parties just try to get their piece of the cake. But in the end, there is no interest of the citizens, there are no interests of the country, and that's what bothers us. So, if we do the right thing, we'll be just fine and we'll position ourselves for success in this election and um, next election. We are, our eyes are on this election. We know exactly what our target is, right? Before we had no idea. Right now we know in 2020 local elections, we got 23 representatives in various city councils. The target I'm going to recommend to be the double 50 this time. And we will try to have uh, two or three competitive mayors, mayors for the for the uh, mayor's race in two three cities, and that's it. See how uh, how well we get. Um, the good thing is that we look at the number of votes this time. We got more votes than we did in 2022, in 2020, less than in 18. But it was a different situation. We had six candidates. It wasn't polarized. It wasn't 11 parties on one hand. Uh, but we got more votes than in 22, in 2020 at the local elections. So um, we're going to grow, but we need to figure out the political message as well as to come up with the best um, slate of candidates that we possibly can produce that are going to be not only honest because they expect it from us, but also very knowledgeable. And our task will be to make them known, also that people know them, because people here vote for people they know, rather than the unknown faces. Uh, at the same time, um, it was uh, yesterday that the new presidency, the three presidents, uh, members of the presidential council got sworn in. And that was uh, really, I didn't watch it, I just read reports. And the way it was done, it was totally uh, painful for me to watch, uh, listening to what they had to say, um, seeing how shallow those comments were. Um, imagining what it could be or it would be like if there was a chance to to move things in a different direction even at the level of uh, the language that somebody use uses in, in those uh, moments and the um, issues brought to the table but so be it um, i wish them all the well i hope uh, they're going to move things for the better for the country. And our job is just to um, reorganize and get ready for the local elections and then, and then go from there. Um, one thing that is really interesting, what I hear these days, 
is often the following. Mirsad, you got surrounded by yourself. You, you surrounded yourself with a um, wrong group of people. They are not competent. You need uh, to surround yourself with uh, a better group of people who will help you make the right choices and decisions. And I, I often smile and, and I tell them this, listen, I don't have a group of people around me that I picked. The group of, I don't have a group of advisors. I don't have advisors. What I have is the presidents. All of them are selected by somebody else, their regions, their constituencies. None of them I picked. So don't tell me that I surrounded myself with the wrong group of people because you picked them for me. And this bio is bylaws. Speculate, stipulate the same thing again. If you if you don't change the bylaws, we're gonna go through the process of you electing somebody that I have to work with. I'm one of the 17th with no special uh, rights, but I have all the responsibility on my shoulders with almost no rights or equal rights to any other member of the presidency. Therefore, I said, um, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm, I don't want to accept the fact that I am responsible for everything without any right to make choices, make decisions, recommend actions, and then, then accepting responsibility. So right now, you pick, you select, we collectively talk, you decide, I'm responsible. I don't want to do it. I want to be in a situation where I decide and then I'm responsible for it and that's fine. That I can accept. So at a, at a Congress, I'm going to say exactly that. I'm not going to do this anymore. Change the bylaws. I want to have the, the rights to do things and fully accepting responsibility for all my actions. And then you can tell me you surrounded yourself with the wrong people, okay? The results will tell us. We'll, uh, we'll be the, the final judge, and then I, I can certainly work with that. So anyway, I have a lot of conversations with people who are confused. They're saying, well, our party hasn't said anything in 30, 40 days. What's up with this? So we don't know what's happening. I said, yeah because we are taking the time to think about it. We don't want to overreact. We don't want to act emotionally. But now we are getting our act together. We, we got through this. We understand. We took the responsibility, resigned. But we're going to stay in a technical mandate, meaning continue our jobs until our responsibilities until the new one's in place. Uh, calling the Congress, giving uh, delegates the chance to make the tremendous changes along the lines that are really getting to the core of who we are and in the end I think we'll be just fine so uh, we acted uh, slowly deliberately but now we are going to move very fast what I like is what I see on the ground uh, people are ready to, to work so that's cool anyway that's my report oh, well and this popped into my mind through this. I mean, throughout these 
four years, there have always been situations where it's like lessons learned, figure out what went wrong, and right. proceed ahead. This seems different this time in that, yes, you've evaluated, but was there something specific about this last election and the experience that said, we really need to restructure, we really need... It's, it, it's more of an overhaul than we've seen in the past, and I didn't know if there was just one thing that popped out and said, this is what we got to do. Uh, no, very good observation. Before, we had other elements too. We had some internal turmoil, for example. We had people who came from the outside to cause a problem inside. We had people who had unrealized ambitions. We had uh, people who were uh, who wanted some who were suggesting changes, wanted something different, but the organization wasn't ready for it, and they simply got disenchanted and then left. And so we didn't know what was the reason for what we were, were internal struggles needed to change. Uh, recognize we need to uh, get more of the rights to regions and uh, municipalities, cities, or at least those people responsible for them. But then at the same time, we realized that politically we are not we were not astute and ready and mature enough because we saw what happened the last election. And that was that few of the parties, at that point it was uh, three of them, four, four got together and they uh, put joint candidates for mayorships in, in the key positions in Sarajevo. People liked it and they won. They replicated the strategy here for their presidency. Three of them got one, one of their candidates, a representative as a candidate, and got eight other parties to get behind and get uh, the message was not just uh, the head of the nationalists. Let's just get rid of it. Doesn't matter who we are. Doesn't matter the fact that we are so diverse that the ideologically we don't match and mesh. Doesn't matter. We just need to get rid of that guy. We didn't have an answer to that. We were talking about the values. We were talking about the solutions. We were talking about the problems in the country. That went into the head. The heart wins every time. And they just said, oh, the nationalists are responsible. Let's just get rid of them. That's important. We'll vote for those guys. So we recognized that uh, when we looked at the results this time, who won? Parties that either had a person like Mr. Komšić, who basically said, I am the savior of Bosnia-Herzegovina because the Croat guy will not... Uh, Mr. Chovic will not be here. I'm going to beat Mr. Chovic and I'm going to defend Bosnia. His party did marvelously well, even though they were not organizationally present everywhere. They even got representatives in cantons where they have no organization at all. Because of people were saying, oh, he's saving the country, let's vote for him and his party. The other parties that succeeded are those that have really strong organization on the ground, uh, boards that uh, worked, uh, knocked door to door, 
providing materials, talking to them about the importance of their program, whatever. And then we realized that we got really weakened in the last two years after the last local elections because we had the internal problems, internal strife. And then uh, many of the local organizations never recovered from that. We went into these elections really weak, weakened, and that showed. Because you have to knock on the door in order to get the vote. We didn't have the people to do that. So finally, we recognized that we cannot, with this structure, continue. And we cannot continue without having the power to replace people who are simply complacent, who are doing nothing. And that's what we would like to put in place. The ability to reward those who work well and to remove those who don't. And without that, not much will happen. That realization was, is priceless, very expensive, but it's priceless. And I think that now we have a way of uh, creating an organization that will show to the people that we can be not just just, not just just, they know that we are just honest people, but that we are capable of executing as well. That is, I think, going to be the key. We also have to figure out how to tell our story better. We have to do that well, because right now, when we tell people you need to change, most of them say, why? Why me? I'm not doing anything wrong. The government got us in this place. They need to be changed. Why should I change? We need to change our story. So we need to grow up real fast. Well, I mean, given the initial disappointment after the election, I sense in your voice you are much more upbeat now than I've seen you in a while after you've had it, let it sink in and evaluate and move. I, I hear some of the scientists in, working out here a little bit too. So, Yes, I am. And um, because I had a, a long conversations with myself that I did not even know were happening. Um, but at some point I realized that That's enough of this of this nice guy image. I, I am a nice guy. It's fine. But I cannot just continue allowing people to destroy my reputation without, and for me taking the blame, without me um, actually saying my piece. And now I decided I'm not the one I wanted, I'm going to demand it. Then, that actually just re-energized me because I want this. I want, I know, I really know what needs to be done. I was just too nice, too considerate, allowing everybody to do whatever they thought was necessary, even though when I recognize that sometimes 
that was not in the interest organization, but that was personal agenda. I just basically said, oh, these are the volunteers, they are trying to contribute and so on. And that is, instead of niceness, that's really weakness. You cannot allow destructive behavior to continue just not to hurt somebody's feelings. Now that I got over that with myself, I'm okay with conveying that clearly, that message to everybody. And I cannot wait for the Congress to take place where I'm going to surprise everybody by who I will be and tell them exactly what I think needs to happen. Another thing that I think needs to happen, but I demand that we collectively come up with the best way of doing this, but that needs to place both the rights and responsibility in the right hands. We go from there. That energized. <laughs> what can you say? Well, where, and I know you've been thinking, but I mean, what are you, your future now with everything? I mean, where, what are, what are you foreseeing for yourself moving forward with everything? Well, uh, I just need to say, uh, uh, straighten and strengthen this ship. Uh, as I said, I'm in this position uh, anyway through November 23rd. That's what normal elections should have taken place. And that's, uh, that's really my timeline. I'm not going to be in the local elections. I'm not going to be a member. I just want to make sure this is done well, that I find a replacement, and that we're going to go from there. Um, for a general election, I have no idea. I don't think about it. Don't anticipate that I would be the candidate uh, for presidency. Uh, if there is an executive role that somebody thinks I should take over, Ministry of something, I would think about it, consider it. But I am, I'm not ruling anything out, but I don't see uh, how another run would, would contribute to anything. But I think that what I see, the number of people who understand the idea and who we are, what we need to build, that gives me excitement that we need to that we are on the, on the right path in terms of the idea, but not on the right path, path when it comes to the execution of that. Uh, enthusiasm is here despite the poor election results. Uh, we all recognize and realize that what we were saying initially, that is going to be a long-term battle, it is actually true. I'm glad that people accept that and that they don't get discouraged. And I'm also glad that we know that we have to, we are alone in this business. Um, coalitions will be fine after uh, elections, but not before we should be what we are. That's also um, that's also a very good lesson, very expensive, but I'm glad we learned it earlier rather than later. All all parties go through ups and downs, every one single one of them. 
and uh, we just have to realize it. But the, our maturity will be measured by how we took this defeat. And if we use it for the better, uh, for good, for our better organization, for our more effective work, for better uh, bylaws, for um, finding better people, then it's going to be all worth it. Like, and then I'll let you go after this one, but it's like this was like the perfect opportunity for people to throw in the towel and say, this is, we're done, it's over. But I think it's showing the, the core resiliency of what you have established and what you're doing now moving forward. I mean, it's, they didn't bail. They're there and these people believe in what's going on. Absolutely. That is the um, surprise, I have to tell you, and very positive surprise. I expected a lot of people to basically say, you know what, if I'm going to do politics, I'm going to do one of those parties that are already established and I'm going to have an easier job with it. That hasn't happened. Huge majority just simply stayed and decided that um, various excuses, so stolen elections, uh, smearing in the media, um, message uh, everybody against one, binary decision making, all of that true, but that didn't contribute uh, to that extent to the situation where we are. But again, the core message is intact. The core set of belief is intact. The core set of principle is intact. And we realize that it's the execution that is lacking. And um, that such a huge number of people understood that your right speaks to the maturity of us as, as an organization. And I'm really proud of, of them in that sense. Uh, because very, very few political organizations in Bosnia would react this way to that situation, to this situation. Thank you, Bill. Thank you.